You know, guys, when you get to be our age, finding the motivation to get back in shape can be hard. It's just plain tough to find a routine and to stick with it. Good news. FitBod is a fitness app that is anything but routine. It tailors your workouts to fit your life, your goals, your gear, and even your schedule, so you can avoid burnout. And FitBod helps keep up your momentum by mixing in different exercises, reps, supersets, and circuits. Best yet, FitBod has over 1,000 demonstration videos, so you can learn the right way to do each exercise. It's time to ditch the boring routines and kickstart your fitness journey. Add FitBod to your workout essentials. Join today to get your personalized workout plan. Get 25% off your subscription or try the app for free at fitbod.me slash Zabe. That's F-I-T-B-O-D dot M-E slash Zabe. Watching any sport is a hell of a lot more exciting when you got a little something-something riding on the game. But what happens when the season is over? At my bookie, there is no off-season. NFL, NBA, Major League Baseball, NHL, boxing, heck, table tennis, MMA, and more. If they got it, you can bet it. If the games are being played, the line is on the board at my bookie. Just remember, where you bet, though, is every bit as important, if not more so than what you're betting on. That's why I tell all my friends to go to mybookie.ag. Oh, but my state just approved it. There's a big whatever, or these guys are in the market. Nah. Johnny come latelys. You want to trust them? Trust the bookie I've been working with for years. My bookie. My bookie has been ahead of the game for years now. And why does it matter? Oh, I don't know. Maybe a million reasons. Better lines, better payouts, less rules. You name it. Plus, you get a bonus with me at mybookie.ag. Use promo code CHARLIE, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo, Echo. That's promo code ZABE. And get your deposit matched halfway up to $1,000. That's a free cash bonus for making your deposit. Use promo code ZABE to claim the offer. You bet, you win, and most importantly, you get paid with mybookie.ag. Today on the ZABEcast, the last Friday in July, and it's a player movement bonanza. Not just the NBA draft, but a trading deadline blitz in baseball. Ron Thomas, the Hoosier Flash, will join me and we'll discuss it all. All that plus an important update on bands that got no pussy, feedback from the one percenters, and an honest question if there's any honest voters left in America. Your 45-minute dose of pure me is locked and loaded, so buckle up, man. Let's go. (laughs) Here we go. Friday, July 30, 2021. Thank you for downloading. It's been brought to my attention that you, dear listener, may hear an ad promoting getting vaccinated for COVID-19 on this very podcast. And many of you have said, what? But Zabe, I've heard your takes. And this surprises me that this would be an ad on your podcast. Well, it is. And I'm here to tell you, please feel free to ignore it or to skip it or to take its very message deep into the bosom of your heart, as if it was the Holy Spirit itself commanding you to do something, and follow it. Either way, I don't care. 
I don't put all the ads on the podcast. Some of them are clients that I actually endorse. You'll hear my voice endorsing said clients, trusted clients that have been with me for a long time, like my bookie. Others, though, you know, they might be trial ones. You'll probably hear one for Talkspace today. And we try some of these. A a lot of stuff gets run by me, and I look at it and I go, okay, no, yeah, maybe. And sometimes they align perfectly with every single thing I believe. Other times I'm like, eh, not really, but I'm not against it. And I always do my research and due diligence on the companies themselves so that I know I'm not, I'm hopefully not promoting anything that's a scam. That's the way I go about it. But like any other ad on any other podcast, this is what everybody does. If you've heard it or don't need it or don't like it or don't agree with it, you skip it. That's if you can get to the skip button. A lot of us, like when I'm mowing the grass, I'm all geared up, gloves, hat, goggles, breather. I got my phone usually in the back seat of the mower in the mesh back pouch so it won't fall out of my pocket. And so I can't get to it. So I have to sit there and I, I listen through oh, interminable two and a half, three and a half minute ads on podcasts like the Talking Sopranos podcast. And I think that's where advertisers a lot of times say, you know what? We don't mind. I mean, the advertisers know. You have a finger. There are skip buttons on every single podcast application out there. You can skip whatever message you don't want to hear. That said, I'll remain consistent in my vaccination stance regarding COVID-19. If you're in a vulnerable group over the age of 50 thereabouts with some pre-existing conditions, you should probably get it. Seems to work, at least for a while. We're finding out more. We'll not know more until the months tick on. But for now, it looks like it can do you some good. You should probably get it. If you're younger than that, if you've already had COVID, if you have antibodies, you might want to think twice. You ought to make it a personal decision. Check with your own physician and see what they say. And with that, that's all you need to know. Now, I don't control, like I said, every ad inserted here. And I think during political season, you might hear ads for candidates that I certainly wouldn't endorse. But again, just skip them. You want El Baldo to get the money, right? I mean, I'll take their money, although I don't think they place ads. I, I, I would have to ask my webmaster, Chris Broussard, like, okay, we're not going to run ads for Democrats on here. That would just not be on brand for me. Or really even ads for Republicans for that matter. But here's what I'm going to get to. First of all, <sighs> the CDC and the Biden administration are a shit show, hurtling downhill at 100 miles an hour, if not faster. This presser on Thursday was a disaster by any scorecard of any fair-minded journalist who is the least bit inquisitive about, so what are you guys doing? How come you're exactly the opposite of what you said before regarding masks and vaccinated individuals? Oh, Delta variant, right, that's different, okay. So you're saying you got to wear masks, Because vaccinated people can still transmit the Delta variant, but you still need to get vaccinated. Otherwise, you're going to have to wear masks. 
That's what Biden said in his opening remarks. Can you see the circular non-logic here? It's a re- it's a joke. Like you watch it, and if you have any honest, fair-minded brain in your skull, you're saying to yourself, I can't believe we're doing this as a nation. We have a free press, but it's a press that is hopelessly biased towards one party. And that might be even worse than a state-run media, like in the old Soviet Union days. Because a state-run press, like the Soviets, Pravda, everybody knew it to be bullshit. And everybody secretly despised it, although don't say it too loudly, comrade, lest your neighbors spy on you. The press we have now is one where half the country is convinced that it is fair and inquisitive and doing God's work. Half the country. Of course, they're not. And they cheer that press on, especially when they aggressively counter any narrative that emanates from their political opponents. This cannot sustain the country. This will bring everything down if it goes too much farther. I'd say between the press and woke ideology, which encompasses a wide range of hysterically nonsensical ideas, are the twin cancers that are metastasizing in this country. And oh yeah, what exists as the Republican Party? <laughs> as useless on as tits on a bull, as a screen door in a submarine. With There's only about four guys, I think, with any balls that are Republicans. Rand Paul... Ron DeSantis, Ted Cruz, Dan Crenshaw, and that's about it. Currently, we've basically got record lows for hospitalizations and deaths since the pandemic began. It doesn't matter. We are swimming in vaccines that are not just free, but now they want to give everybody 100 bucks just to get one now. Doesn't matter. We have endless graphs of mask mandates over time that have no correlation with any drop in cases. Doesn't matter. Dozens of A-B comparisons of masked states versus non-masked states in similar regions of the U.S., it doesn't matter. Fauci has changed his stance on things a dozen times, to which now you can get a supercut of him changing his stance a million times on the Internet, and you watch it, and you... Either you laugh or you cry, and yet he's still listened to. The CDC has directly contradicted itself in the span of three months. And judging by the comments on Twitter, many people are just fine with it. They're buying the whole bullshit. Well, the science has changed. Ever notice how when they want to shut somebody up, they say, the science is settled. How dare you question it? And then when the same people flip-flop and reverse course, they go, well, the science changed. So we're changing with it. It's a heads-I-win, tails-you-lose situation. And yet I see sheep walking among me so stupid, so scared, it makes me embarrassed to know I've got to live with these people and share a country. I saw two older people out of their car in the parking lot of my hotel about to go into the hotel masked up. And I think you're going to encounter one person probably, on your way to your room. And that's the person at the desk. You're not going to get COVID from them, even if that person was 
billowing active COVID. Chances are you're not. You're not in an enclosed space for about 15 minutes or more, which is what it takes. And then you're not going to see anybody wearing their masks in the parking lot. And they were older people. They were silver-haired, probably at least 65 or 70. So they should have lived enough life to have seen enough things to know bullshit from what's real. But they might have a condition, Zabe. I, yeah, you got a condition. What are you going to do about all the other shit that can kill you? All the other viruses and bugs and stuff you're going to encounter if you're just living your life. And of course, they are wearing the flimsiest of surgical masks with holes and pores on the side and everything else. But they were wearing them. An act of religious, idiotic faith in something. I have no idea. Another example. A listener greeted me in Green Bay when we were doing our remote. Nice guy. He had a mask on. The place we were in was empty. When he greeted me, he said he was only wearing it because he had just undergone a bone marrow transplant. And I'm like, oh, that's some serious shit. I'm glad you're doing well. Nice to meet you. And yet, what did he do? He eagerly thrust his hand out and shook mine vigorously to say what a huge fan he was. By the time I realized what had happened, because it all happened so quick, and it was so sort of natural and unassuming, I was like, oh, God, did could I have just killed this fan? <laughs> Wearing a mask, but shaking my hand. Okay. We are at 500 days, give or take a few, of 15 days to slow the spread. But Rochelle Walensky, Miss Impending Doom, head of the CDC, just said that they need a few weeks now of additional masking with this Delta variant. They're literally running the same play again. Just 15 days, just a couple of weeks. Oh, yeah, speaking of the Delta variant, I know you guys listening are smart. You know this. Some might not, might not, but I'm sure my listeners are smart. You know this. The Delta variant, which started in India and was called the Indian variant until they realized, ooh, that might be racist. There's your wokeism for you, is down 91% in India since its peak back in May. You know why? That's what viruses do. They ramp up and then they go down. There's peaks. And they believe that natural immunity in India is now running rampant because many, 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 many people have been exposed to the virus. And it's running out of susceptible hosts. They don't have a lot of vaccinations in India. I think I saw the number was something like 20%. So it's not that. And it sure as fuck isn't masks. And it sure as hell isn't air quality over there. Down 91%. The UK just opened up, finally. You should see the case graph. They draw a line at UK finally open. Cases plummeting. (laughs) The headlines are now reading, experts baffled at rapid case decline after UK opens. Experts baffled. They're not experts. They're credentialed idiots who apparently cannot be fired. Neil Ferguson, the asshole that launched half the Western world on this goose chase with his insane predictions of millions dead from the virus, recently said just a little while ago that it was inevitable that cases in Great Britain would ramp up to 100,000 a day. They're down to 30,000 and dropping. This fucker, he's still listened to? 
It's unbelievable. And you know what? Many of us would love to resist all this bullshit, but the truth is we need the paycheck. We need the health insurance for our family. We know that there's a limit to what we can do individually. Now, it would be great to say, well, if we all just say bullshit to this, then it ends. The problem is half the country aren't going to say no ever. They're the sheeple in the parking lot masked up before going into a hotel where they're going to encounter one person. Oh, and they love to snitch as well. So at some point, you just got to get it out of your system, and that's what I'm doing right now. Stop the madness. And yet here's this guy, this president of ours, (laughs) this guy who allegedly got the most votes ever, And I'm just wondering, is there anybody out there who's a Democrat who is now embarrassed by your party? Who's like, yeah, look, I I believe in, you know, generally speaking, the Democratic platform and what the party stands for. But, oh, Jesus, this is a shit show. This is bad. Is there a crossover Biden voter or two who's a proclaimed Republican who now regrets his or her vote? If so, it's okay. Come out of the light, my brothers and sisters. Admit it. And guess what? Do me a favor. Vote the other way next time, at whatever level, no matter who it is, no matter who the candidate is, no matter how big a shithead they seem to be, because guess what? They're all shitheads, the R's and the D's and the I's, but do it to punish the current shitheads, the ones who want your kids back in masks for eight hours a day at school, who want to force you to get vaccinated or get fired, who would love to have you towed around a digital vaccine passport. If you don't throw that rock as a punishing vote in the other direction, then nothing's ever going to change. Otherwise, I say let's sit down as a nation and let's have that honest conversation about getting the national divorce that has been brewing for a long time because I am so ready for that. Nationals 3, Phillies 1 in the first of two seven-inning games as both Max Scherzer and Trey Turner are hanging in the balance at the trade deadline. We'll see where they end up, perhaps, on Friday morning. Let's talk to our guy, Ronnie Thomas. Hello, Stephen. Ronnie boy! Long time, no talk it's good to have you back on the pod how you been i've been great bud thank you thanks for having me on you feeling better you had a case of the flu you said not covid yeah just a virus that's all it was was it it, was it the flu you know it was it wasn't the get sick and uh (laughs) you know that one but i just didn't feel well but i feel are you fully are you fully back now yes okay fully recovered Glad yeah. to hear. Yeah, you know, yeah. Uh, the world's a dangerous place at times, you know? you got to keep your head in a swivel. <laughs> shit happens, man, right? <laughs> it does. A lot of shit, it seems. <laughs> Dude, I want to start with this before we get into all the other stuff that's going on right now. I'm sure by now you saw the walk-off eagle at Marion for the state amateur of the state of Pennsylvania. You know, Steve, I didn't, but what? I was listening to your. Well, I was listening to your show this morning. You as did, I do in so Milwaukee. you heard it. I heard you with Kate. Is that his name, Casey? KB. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I heard you say it, but I didn't know about it. Oh my God, Ronnie! Yeah, incredible. <laughs> he was trailing by a shot. 
on 18, and he holes out from 193 yards to win. Close to where Hogan hit his one iron. I believe so. Now, there's not apparently video of it. There is still photographs of him jumping around, throwing his iron in the air. I would have a hard time imagining he would get home from that distance out of the rough, although maybe he would. These guys hit it so far these days. Yeah. Well, either way, to to make a, to literally make a shot to win the Pennsylvania Amateur, which is a huge event, the, the Golf Association of Pennsylvania, it's called the Gap, the is Gap. one of the longstanding uh, golf associations, most, uh, you know, the most traditional historic one. But to make a shot to win a tournament like that at Marion is just incredible. Yeah, here. Obviously. Let's see if this. Oh, I don't have it plugged in here. I'm watching it. I th- it, it. You know what? It was from the fairway. Of course, it was. And again, that see, like for golfers, that's a hallowed hole, and a hallowed spot of sorts because the great Ben Hogan laced a one iron to within a. I don't know how close he got it on the 18th hole, 72nd hole overall of the U.S. Yeah. Open after yeah. his car crash to come back and complete a miraculous comeback from near death to that's win the right. biggest tournament in the country. And this and guy I holds can't it help. That's right, and I can't help but think about this guy's opponent. Oh, talk about gutted. There's not a worse gutting that it can occur. I mean, it's just so... Because you think, you think, I'm on the green in two, I got a one-shot lead, I'm good. No, you're not. Uh, and he make, and he, you think the only thing this dude can do is make it. And it, to think about the odds of that shot, I mean, a hole-in-one... You know, I think a hole in one is somewhere around forty to fifty thousand to one. Right. So, and that's just a normal Joe getting up and hitting just with your boys. You know, playing sure. with your boys on the weekend. But to do it under those, under those conditions with that pressure and yeah. to pull it off, it's it's brutal. You know, I always think about Greg Norman and these. You know, especially Norman, how many times he had it done to him. But you watch like Robert Gomez. Remember, and he made that shot and. Ioki, I think, made a shot one time, and you always wonder what it would feel like. I had a guy in the Indiana State Junior. I was in the quarterfinals, and I was two up with three to go, and I, you know, was – anyway, a guy hold out a bunker shot on the last hole. Chris Williamson from Kokomo, Indiana, I'll never forget it. <laughs> hold out a bunker shot, winning extra holes. I was shell-shocked, and I lost on the first playoff hole, and – it's something you literally never forget about, but but it's part of the sporting experience. You you compete because you want to put yourself out there. You want to feel those emotions of risking heartbreak and disaster and failure and embarrassment because the flip side of it is so invigorating. It's so affirming. Well, yeah. I mean, and this and this lends right into the Simone Biles conversation. I was going to be on with you yesterday, but I really enjoyed your podcast because, you know, I enjoy your solos. And, you know, I found it interesting. You were uh, not interesting, but I, I enjoyed how you weren't really you didn't really rip her apart. And that's not because I didn't enjoy it because I don't think she I. it's not that I don't think she deserves to be ripped. But your perspective is really at this point, Steve, and where we are, uh, our existence and how upside down everything is, you know, it, it, your your approach and your explanation was the only way you can do it, and it's to almost throw your arms up in the air and say, and this is where we are right now. Yeah. 
But, you know, my take quickly is that I heard a swimmer, I think it was maybe this Caleb guy, and he said, we are on, it is the ultimate fine line between, you know, you're on a cliff between the unbelievable jubilation and going into history as, you know, a legend, an Olympic winner for, for the rest of your life and that gold medal being passed down from generation to generation. And the fine line, obviously, is being the ultimate loser. Right. And in my opinion, for Simone Biles to do what she did, uh, you know, I, I, I it was really unfortunate. Beyond, it's beyond. It's it's another. It's unfortunate, Steve, but it's so representative of the times and the fact that people can't rip her apart the way that she deserves to be ripped apart. Um, you know, my take is again. I keep saying that, but when you when you begin a quest for an Olympic team for the D team to take a spot on a team. When you begin that quest, the responsibility and the weight of the world falls directly on you and your teammates. But as part of a team, you are part of that. Uh, I mean, you bear that burden, right. but you know that going in. Yeah. And quitting on, think, quitting on a team is one of the cardinal rules of unacceptable things. Well, I mean, this was, this was drilled into me young as a kid. I, I forget what thing my parents had signed me up for someone in one of these youth sports and you know being a kid I was like ah you know what I think I'm kind of done with it I don't want to do it and they're like no season has no. started you're signed up for it and I was thinking well what does it matter they don't you know they got other kids that can be on the team they don't need me and my parents yeah. had to drill into me that hey it's because if everyone did this the whole thing would fall apart it's about That's making right. a commitment that's exactly right. And not only did she quit on the team, but what she really ultimately did also is all the other girls that would have given anything, anything in the world yeah. to be on that team in that environment, uh, ex experiencing that right. they would have given anything. And right. even if it, they knew that perhaps they weren't going to get much actual action yeah. just to be there, to be part of it would be great. And, Again, I, I won't rip the person. I think Simone Biles is a fine young woman who has accomplished a hell of a lot in the sport. I do rip the media that wants to excuse it and glorify it. I think that's the most contemptible part of it. And it, I'm worrisome about the trend it sets because how about this old ditty that we remember from 1974 and ABC television about the wide world of sports? thrill of victory. Spanning the globe to bring you the constant variety of sports. Constant variety. The thrill of victory and the agony of defeat. Mm. The human drama of athletic competition. This is ABC's Wide World of Sports. Oh, it's so damn good. It's in, it's it was part of our fabric as yeah, children exactly. growing up. And so it, many of your listeners are of similar age to us, and we can all relate to it. And right. we all grew up adoring the Olympics. Yeah, you know, nineteen eighty. I'll never forget it. The thrill of the it. thrill of victory, and the agony of defeat. Not the riches of endorsements and the constant fear of your mental health. That's not yeah. how it goes. Thrill of victory. And agony of defeat. 
Uh, favorite Olympic moments, let's go. I think you and I could ping pong a couple of these back. And I remember one of my youngest memories ever was the great Franz Klammer in the downhill in Innsbruck in 1976. Or no, was it Kitzbühel? Either way, he was like behind on the final run, and they were just going crazy like, Klammer's a, he's a half <laughs> second ahead, and he was on yeah. edge, and he almost lost it a couple of times burned in my memory. Yes. How about you? Favorite Olympic uh, moments? Well, well, Bob Beatty. We'll all remember Bob Beatty. Okay. I may rest in peace, but when he was doing the uh, the Johnson, uh, what was his name? Um, you're throwing this question at me, this downhill skier, uh, Johnson, uh, the oh, wild man. Oh, yeah, the, up... the guy who was a car, th- car thief as a teenager, yes. Bill Johnson. Yeah, yeah Bill yeah. Johnson, Bill... who's also passed away, I believe. But He, he uh, did, yeah. He was very yeah. cocky. He came in. He said he was going to win the gold. He was not a very highly regarded no. international skier, but no. he caught a particularly flattish downhill course that year. And so some of the more accomplished skiers weren't at much of an advantage, and he just careered it that day. Yep. So my turn again, uh, and then you go. Yeah, I am a huge, uh, huge fan of the women's gymnastics. I always have been. And uh, as you talked about on your podcast, Carrie Strug. Uh, Strug. You, you called Simone Biles, for those that didn't listen, the anti-Carrie Strug. And uh, for her and Mary Lou Retton, and uh, the, how about just these... how about Nadia Comaneci? Of course, in of Montreal, course. where she achieved perfection, and of course that was part of the old evil empire of the Soviet Union. So you wanted to kind of hate her, but if mm-hmm. you had any humanity, you could see through it and see this uh, sweet little girl who was just a phenomenal gymnast. See, Steve, all of these things that we're talking about are ingrained in our soul and our memory right. because it meant so much to us. That is why it and is not so because not because anyone backed, rem- <laughs> backed out because they're worried about their mental health. Yeah, it's so <laughs> remarkable. And then for her to say what she said that and do something silly like get injured. I mean, Bullshit. you mean Carrie Strug, who right. who got a nine point seven when she needed a nine point four six to win the gold for her team, and yeah. she went out and did it. Yeah. I mean, you, you just, Lindsay Vaughn, who had one of the most horrific crashes ever, going, you know, skis over tea kettle down the hill, got back up again and went back at it because yep. that's what it takes. That's right. And of course, the all time that you and I will both agree on is do you believe in miracles? You know, it's, yeah. it'll, I'll never forget it. Al Michaels, Lake Placid. Dan Craig, I believe, was it, or Jim Craig, I'm sorry, and Micah Rizzioni, whom I had the pleasure of being in a group with. Uh, oh, wow. Yeah, well, I was caddying for Fred Funk. Sure, and sure, sure. The day after the PGA, the year daily one, and we were paired with Micah Rizzioni in the United States Olympic Committee fundraiser that Peter Uberoff put on at Crooked Stick. And it was the guy was so terrific that Governor Evan Bayh, who was also in our foursome, the governor of Indiana at the time was only supposed to play nine holes. He literally gets on the phone or, you know, however they did it back then. I do, this is 1991 and he uh, has his people call and cancel the meeting. He said, I'm not coming. He stayed and played 18 holes because of Rizzio. You know, I mean, it's Govey. Hey, Govey, good shot, Govey and Funky and Freddie. And I mean, this guy was so magical. And this was only 11 years after after the gold medal. So you talk about still fresh in everybody's minds, just as it is now. 
Do you remember? I will never forget 1980 Olympic gold. Do you remember Derek Redman in 1992? Derek Derek Redman was in the 400 meters in Barcelona in the semis, and he blew out a hamstring. And as he's crumpled on the track, out of the stands comes his father to help him across the finish line. Crying, yes. A bizarre finish to this first semifinal in the men's 400 meters. Derek Redmond of Great He's Britain hopping on one leg. Halfway down the back stretch, he's fighting off those trying to help him to finish the race in his lane. And now the pain too much. I mean, he's full on bawling. Yes. He's in pain, and his dad is right there. Yep. Uh, Zorba Bud or Zorba? Who's Zola Bud? Zola Bud. She ran barefoot. Yeah. No, Zola Bud and Mary Decker Slaney got into a collision. Zola Bud was a barefoot runner from South Africa, and Mary Decker was one of the more accomplished and, of course, attractive Americans. So when you're an attractive American, it's always like you've got the media on on your side. And Zola Bud got in front of Mary Decker in the 84 Olympics and tripped her up. And it was like, God, ah, these damn cheaters, you know? It was like such the big outrage back in the day. Here it is I right remember. here. I remember. Oh, it's got music. Ah, it's a compilation. doesn't have the audio of it. But, yeah, I mean, these are all great moments. And uh, these Olympics, unfortunately, have been a disaster. No one's watching them. There's no fans. The athletes have to pick their medals off the stands themselves, yeah. the COVID fear. And uh, it's too bad. It's too bad. Anyway, it is Olympic golf. It resembles a European tour. I was watching. You know, I've been. I'm watching it as we speak, and uh, there's not one American on the. Well, there's I think someone maybe uh, Morikawa or Patrick Reed's on the second page. But the names you and I always get a kick out of the names on the European tour. You know, the ones the guys that has the two dots above like oh, yeah. a <laughs> Thorbjorn <laughs> Olsson. Right. <laughs> It's like a bingo so. game. Are there is there an O with a slash through it? Drink. <laughs> is there a U Good with stuff. two dots? Is there a letter that has some sort of notation you don't even know? Drink. <laughs> here, by the way, here's here, here's the Franz Klammer run, by the way. In einer Minute 55,73 Sekunden gelingt der Sprung. Oh shit, this is in uh, this is in Austrian. That's right. It sounds like uh, uh, the movie Hot Dog. I oh. had sunny sides up. I had sunny sides down. I had sunny sides all the way around. <laughs> Hot Shannon dog. Tweed. Hot dog, yes. Hot dog Shannon is Tweed. one of the great niche cult movies of yes. all time. It was what? a great man. What were you on? Was a great. He said it was a great ride, man. What were you on? Shrooms? <laughs> <laughs> and the Asian guy with the kamikaze. It's so great. What the fuck is a Chinese downhill? Yeah, what the fuck is a Chinese downhill? <laughs> Do you know the movie Hot Dog was filmed at Squaw Valley where my uncle ran a bar? And he no. had Chinese Yeah, here we go. 40 bucks a man, winner takes all. Yeah. Yeah. It is the only way. <laughs> Chinese downhill. <laughs> but the Chinese downhill will decide everything. Yeah, it is a great, great acting. Chinese down here. <laughs> here it comes. 
what does a fucker is a Chinese down here? <laughs> Says, oh says, says the Asian guy who's a skier who looks, by the way, Japanese to me, not of Chinese. Yeah. <laughs> so good. And for those that have not seen the movie, I'll spoil it for you. The Chinese downhill is just a downhill where you get to push guys off cliffs or oh, yeah, spear them or spear them with your pole. Shannon <laughs> <laughs> right. Tweed. I right, made it a year. All right, let's get to this R- Russell Westbrook rest Russell Westbrook trade to the Lakers. Ron, Mm -hmm. what are your thoughts? My thoughts are good riddance, first of all. Um, You know, I'm a Wizards fan. I know. Uh, You weren't ever going to win a championship here with him. It was exciting to watch him play if you're into that. Um, I I think it's going to work out for the Wizards. You know, it's funny. I'm sitting here talking about this, and I'm thinking to myself, most people just don't give a fuck about what we're talking about, but it's (laughs) – you no, know? I think, look, you know, uh, I oh, am moving gosh. to make this uh, podcast less D.C. Milwaukee centric. But no, Russell Westbrook is a former MVP of the league. All right. Yes. And he's going to the Lakers now with LeBron. And many basketball pundits have said, oh, great. A poor three point shooting ball dominant guard. There we go. Opposite LeBron. Sounds like a fucking disaster to me. There you go. And, uh, you know, all indications are that he's a decent guy. Um but as far as a pure basketball player, yeah. you know how I'm I'm into my pure, my tradition and my I don't fundamentals. Think you don't even have to be a, you don't even have to be a pure basketball player. You, you know, m- many many basketball fans say, you know what, great talent, great physical talent, and decent enough guy, decent enough teammate, but the style of play is just relentlessly selfish and not very fundamental. And at the end of the games, I've not seen besides LeBron James, I have not seen a worst. Last second shot oh. executor in the history of, in, in the history of the game that I've watched. Right, it's right. terrible, and I and it drove me nuts because we had Bradley Beal, and uh, oftentimes Bradley was just tucked in the corner while Michael did his or uh, Michael West Russell, but Westbrook yeah. did his thing. But who knows? We'll see how it works out. Of course, he went to UCLA, so we we will see. But I think the Wizards are getting a lot they in get, return. They get Kuzma, Montrez, Harrell. And Contavious Caldwell Pope and the number twenty-two pick tonight as the draft is going on as we speak. Do you have the draft on, by the way? No, I don't. Okay. I was watching Olympic golf. So, all right. Are you interested at all in the draft? Uh, you know, always a little bit. But Kate Cunningham no. from Oklahoma State went one. Of course, to Detroit, yeah. right? Yes, to Detroit. Okay. Any franchise um, players in this year's draft? I guess it's hard to say, right? There's no generational players. Not that no, they believe there, in this year's draft. There isn't, and truthfully. Uh, you know, basketball has been over a little bit for a while. So college basketball. So I can't really remember. Yeah. Um, okay. If you were to ask me back around final four time, I'd give you a big dissertation, but you know, the world is racing to get back to normal. The arenas, bars, restaurants all around packed during the finals. Ballparks are buzzing again. And the very thought of the roar of the stadium crowds coming back this fall gives me goosebumps. I cannot wait. But after the year we've had, getting back to feeling normal can take some time. And so if you're feeling overwhelmed by it all, it's all right. You're not alone. We all need help sometimes, and asking for support when you need it is actually a sign of strength. Whether you're having trouble dealing with it all or if you're just someone having a hard day, Talkspace can provide the support to help you feel better. Talkspace makes it easy to match with a licensed therapist and schedule live video sessions, all from the comfort of your device. You can even start messaging with your therapist the same day you sign up. 
Talkspace offers individual and couples therapy in addition to medication prescription services. Their therapists are experts in dozens of specialties, including anxiety, depression, relationships, and more. You'll set goals with your therapist, and they can help make sure that you are really progressing. And the Talkspace therapists can help you develop the tools you need to cope in difficult times. Start feeling better with a single message. Match with a licensed therapist when you go to Talkspace.com and get $100 off your first month with the promo code ZABE. That's Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo, Echo. $100 off when you use code ZABE at Talkspace.com. You know, we're driven by the search for better. When it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't help you just hire faster. 93% of employers agree. Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. This according to a recent Indeed survey. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash Zabe. Just go to Indeed.com slash Zabe right now and support the show by saying you heard about it right here on this podcast. Indeed.com slash Zabe. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Did uh, did you see where apparently the American Athletic Conference is allegedly trying to steal the rest of the Big 12 Conference? Like no. the remaining eight teams? You didn't see that? No, I didn't. I just <laughs> saw what ESPN's doing. So tell me your well, take on both of those. Well, okay, so there's two stories. One is, report was the AAC is like, so, uh, Big 12, you going to eat the rest of that food there, or do you want those teams? Because <laughs> we'll right. take them, uh, which is kind of humiliating. And then the other thing is that uh, the, the commissioner of the Big 12 fired off on ESPN saying that the network is trying to destabilize the Big 12 and pretty much split it apart secretly behind the scenes. Because, of course, ESPN wields so much influence. That's where the money is. And that's who's really dictating things. ESPN fired back saying the allegations are completely meritless and, you know, run along. Right. Steve, is nothing sacred anymore? Well, conference alignments probably never been sacred, but it is such a dirty cash grab now. Everything is going to get shook up and spit out. And as I said with Jay yesterday, I'm like, we're going to have three big conferences when it's all said and done. And then a bunch Mm. of quasi, you know, one double A or division two University. Right, with with the best athletes in each of those conferences, whatever they be, making a lot of money. Uh, it's just all – everything is changing so much, and I just don't – I don't like it. No, I don't I either. Know, no, yeah, very I, few things are getting better, that's for sure. What is getting better? You say in few sports. things. sports. That's a good question. Yeah, I know. I'm in saying sports, I can't what, think of anything that's getting better. <laughs> I, yeah, it's getting louder. It's getting more of it. It's getting splashier. It's getting more endorsed. It's getting more, you know, chopped up media wise. Does that constitute better per se? I have a hard time. I'll throw that out to the listeners and I'll revisit it on, on Monday's podcast. What in sports is absolutely getting better? I will say that the caliber of the athlete is getting better. No doubt. 
across the board in every sport. They're training harder. They're using all the sophisticated tools of training to get better. The problem is it's not necessarily making the games better, Ron, in my opinion. Yeah, there's no, there's no translation there to, well, better, to yeah. better games. Well, the thing is, I think in, in, you know, there, some of the athletes are getting so good that the games that used to be fun games are kind of getting broken because the athletes are too good. Yes. They're too fast. Yeah. They're too strong. And so either we're going to have to change the rules, change the dimensions of the playing fields, or something to kind of bring it back in balance. Okay, and that begs the question. Uh, you know, we can correlate that to the number of injuries we're seeing. I, I just can't get over Right. Yeah. I, well, I, because I mean, people, tra- these athletes train them their bodies into fast, fast sports cars. And fast sports cars are in the shop a lot for repairs. True. The old true. the athletes of the seventies never got hurt like the guys do now. Never. No. 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 <laughs> I don't remember uh, Joe Dumars sitting out a half a season because of an no. aggravated. You know. Right. Or, you know. I just don't remember it. Yeah. I don't remember Lambeer. Lam. I remember Lambeer coming out and playing with an air cast, one a patch on one eye, and like an, an elbow mask. brace. And, yeah, and a oh, mask. And just, yeah, and a mask, and just playing. <laughs> I'm here. Put me in. I'm right. fucking ready. I'm, you know, I'm convinced one of the reasons that in in basketball, both college and pro, that they shoot so many threes, which is, I think, a detriment to the overall aesthetic value of of the game itself. Would you agree? By the way, yes, completely. Okay, the reason that they can that guys are shooting so many threes is there's more good shooters that can make threes, like it's Papa shot. Yeah, part of the reason that they didn't shoot as many threes back when the three point line was out there, but it wasn't used as much as it was an actual risky shot. Guys weren't yeah. as good. Now yeah, they James get out. Edwards could, James Edwards couldn't make a three. No. Rick Mahorn couldn't make a three. No. Ewing couldn't make a three. Right. Starks could barely, John Starks could barely make a three. Right. Now um, if you're a seven-footer, if you're a seven-footer, you're like, well, can you shoot threes? Yeah. And if they can't, you go, well, what good are you? Yep. All right. Well, let's change gears. We're talking about athletes that we have, you know, how it's changed. But there's one athlete that has been a constant since he came to the Washington Nationals in in 2015. Uh, Max Scherzer with a 92 and 47 record over 188 starts, 2.80 ERA. And he's gone or he's going to be gone. He's and gonna be you gone. Wanted, and you a, wanted and me a, to comment on that, and it it hurts. So I'm, we're yeah. season ticket holders. One of the main reasons we go to watch the Washington Nationals play is because we because we get to watch Max Scherzer. He's a professional. He goes about his business the right way. It appears. I'm not a pitching coach. He's a bulldog. Um, he he's is a an bulldog. Alpha he's an absolute competitor. He, he wants nothing more than to throw the baseball buy you and make you look like a dick doing it <laughs> with off speed, high heat, you know, and it's a shame that he's, that he's going to be gone. It looks like he's in line now with the Dodgers. I mean, we heard all this talk <sighs> about the Padres, Dodgers. but it looks, and then we're going to lose Trey Turner too. See now that, um, that one's going to hurt me even more. And I, I love Max and I think he is Mr. National since the team, you know, reinvig- re- was reborn in DC when they be- yes. you know, took the Expos. I think he is the face of the team more so 
than obviously Harper was, who's gone, or uh, Strasburg. Jason Worth. Hurt again. Yeah, exactly. Or even yeah. Zimmerman. Nice guy, played a long time. To me, the Nats are Max Scherzer, and that hurts that he's leaving. But the Turner one's going to hurt because I've always loved this guy. I've called him the world's fastest paper boy because he looks like the kid <laughs> who delivers the post to your door, and he's a hell of a fucking ball player. Yep. And he's still in his prime, but because of the prospect hall, they're going to get from the Dodgers, and because the learners are like, you know what, pull the plunger, it's reset time, they're going to do this. So, yeah, I mean, it's a, this is part of the cycle of sports. They had a great run of a lot they of good did, years. They did have a great run, and, and I haven't had a chance to say this to you, but you know, I really feel that with COVID, uh, I really feel the, the Nationals got cheated. They won a, a yes. fucking World Series in and then the COVID most hit. glorious way, and yeah. COVID hit, and they didn't get to go on the road and – have the opposing fans say, guess who's in town? The right. world champions. And we all watched it, meaning those other fans. You couldn't help but love this team, the way they were in the dugout mm-hmm. and, you know, having fun, not not rubbing anything and not being poor sports, but just having fun and playing baseball and being like big kids. And they really got screwed. They really got screwed. They did not get to have their, uh, you know, they didn't get their due, if you will. Well, they didn't get the, the honeymoon season as champs. Where they got to spend, yeah. you know, they they got to open the next year to a sold out stadium, and raise the banner and give out the rings and everybody, yay! And you know, you get replica ring night and you spend that year basking in the whole. Look at us. Yes, you do. We're the yes, champs. Yes, you do. So, but uh, I nothing but fond memories and and uh, good wishes for for Max Scherzer to be able to watch him play has been a real treat, and for my son. For my 13-year-old son to be able to watch this human being compete night in, night out when he's been on the mound, you know that, that's something that he will always remember. And and things, the players like that have an impact. Just like you and I are talking about these Scherzer being a bulldog, we remember the Bulldogs when we were young, Steve. We remember watching, you know, the uh, the well, the Ron Says and the Steve Garveys yeah. and the Ozzy Smiths and the guys who you just knew were always going to be there at position, you know. Um, I, I just well, we'll take suggestions. What in sports is demonstrably, unequivocally better than it was, and we'll uh, we'll leave it at that. I'm going to end you on a on a nice story. You ready, Ron? Here we go. Yes, sir. Nice Olympic story. Australian okay. Olympian fixed kayak with a condom, threw up, and <laughs> then won gold. Where do you come up with this shit? It's in the news. I don't write the stories. I just report them. Australian canoeing legend Jess Fox can thank a condom for helping her win the gold medal at the Tokyo Olympics. Earlier in the week, she won her first gold medal in the C1 slalom and bronze in the K1 final. She shared a video repairing the damaged nose of her kayak using a condom. Now, was there anything in the condom to act <laughs> no. as, a, uh, as a bonding no. agent? Oh, no. Okay. She shared a TikTok video showing the condom securing a carbon mixture to the front of her kayak. She what? added that the condom's stretchy latex gave the carbon a smooth finish. The rubbers are not hard to find inside the Olympic Village as athletes are given a sizable amount upon arrival, a longtime sure. Olympic tradition. Uh, oh, beyond Before the 27-year-old won her first gold medal, though, she was nervous, and so she ran around the back of a group of tents at the Canoe Slalom Center to vomit in secret. That, my friends, is the Olympic spirit right there. Ingenuity, I, I, toughness, and gold, baby. <laughs> <laughs> it's so crazy. 
Oh, man. All right. All right. I look You're forward to uh, seeing you back home. Come back home uh, today on Friday. And uh, Capital Golf Gang next week with the gang. All right. I've been, I've been listening to you out there. You, you guys do such a good job. All right, buddy. Such a good job. All right. See you, pal. Take care. Mm-hmm. Bye. All right, let's finish on some feedback here. Send me email, zabe at yahoo.com. Good, bad, and everything else. This one from Pete Pekinas. Zabe, regarding your topic about whether ZZ Top got pussy, well, the band that comes to mind that certainly couldn't have gotten much pussy is Devo. Love them, but no chance these guys were fighting them off. Yes, whip it. Devo. Additionally, he says there's a former soccer player that does share one of your alternate first names. Check it out. Steed Malbranc, a Belgian-born French soccer player. Steed Claude Malbranc, B-R-A-N-Q-U-E. He had spells with Fulham, Tottenham, and Sunderland. Returned to France in 2011 for a short spell with Saint-Étienne. Steed Malbrunk, real name. This one from C. Everett. Steve, I know a band that didn't get much pussy. The Zabin Five. Love the podcast and all the guests. Oh, ow. That hurts. Ha, huh. good good job, though. By the way, we, uh, we did play the Zabin Five, Kim Willoughby's house in Great Falls because she was a Richie Richardson whose parents had a tennis court perfect for this backyard outdoor party where drinking may or may not have been happening and we set up our band out there i never though never got with kim willoughby even though i had a huge crush on her this one from mark Baum, zabe rush is your band that didn't get much pussy it's well documented that while on tour with the with kiss that on their off time, they would spend their entire time in their hotel rooms reading books and writing poems and songs. Hence, there's no Rush songs that are written about sex, drugs, or rock and roll. Thank you, Mark. Ed Current writes to say, Steve, on the topic of rock and roll bands not scoring with the ladies, I really doubt that Wham! did well in that category. I believe they're chasing something else. This one from Kevin Moore. Dear Steve, I'm by no means your most loyal listener, but I have been following you since the days of Laser and your exceptional morning show with Scott and Solly. Seldom during this period have you become unlistenable, but this ass-kissing, or as I call it, the auditory fellatio of one Aaron Rodgers, has gotten me to that point. I'm a huge Packer fan, And though I never experienced the dark ages to which you, Drew, and KB often reminisce of bad quarterbacking, I've lived my entire life to this point in the Milwaukee area, and now, and only now, after nearly 36 years years of living, did my hometown win something important, a championship with the Bucs. So although I don't live through the Packers' dark ages, I lived through some, some otherwise dark periods. The consolation I have in this is that the situation with Rodgers is now being smoothed over, and we hopefully won't have to reopen this conversation till oh, I don't know, late February. I've listened to you for more than I care to admit, and I've never laughed as hard as I did when I first heard the bear-baiting clip. Thank you for keeping on and keeping on in this rapidly changing media world, but please, less Rodgers ass-kicking, kissing, P.S. Looking fondly at my ale coin right now. Kevin Moore. Kevin, thank you. 
I don't blame you. Your feelings are perfectly understandable. But I'm here to tell you, like in Game of Thrones, the night is dark and full of terrors. The world outside of this peaceful bubble of 30 years of Hall of Fame quarterbacking, Packer fans like yourself have experienced your whole life. The night is dark and full of terrors and full of shit quarterbacks who you will curse on Sundays as if they had poisoned your newborn child. Too much? Okay, too much. But seriously, imagine Brett Hundley as your quarterback, not just for six shitty games, or I think he went nine starts. I lost him. I know. I looked it up. He went three and six as a starter. It was an endless parade of rollouts to the right and throws out of bounds because, oh, I can't find anybody. He sucked. Imagine that for several years. Imagine different versions of Brett Hundley trying to quarterback your team. Until you've lived out in the woods where the night is dark and full of terrors. Nerd! You don't know what you're talking about. This one from Jason Ferry. Being a Zabe subscriber is like Christmas. And when it's Jay on my feed, it's like opening a gift of socks and underwear. Come on, man. I'd unsubscribe already, but I've already paid for the year. Who pays for content these days? This sucker. It's like throwing away expired food. Why would I buy this stuff I'm not even eating? Anyway, he says, thankfully, basketball season is over. And I went back to downloading your Milwaukee show. You can tell your sponsors they deserve a kickback from the Jerry Ulm Dodge dealership here in Tampa because I'd be lying if I said you didn't influence me into buying a new Ram 1500 Limited. Cuckoo, I love it. The air-conditioned seats, or as I call them, the taint coolers, are especially convenient during the Central Florida summer months. I feel this email was the infamous insult sandwich, except I left off the top piece of bread You're still the best. Sincerely, Jason. That's fine. That's fair. This one on realignment from Matt Lowry in Jackson, Mississippi. Zabe, letting Texas in your conference is like marrying a stripper. It's going to be wild and a lot of fun for a a spell, but one day you're going to wake up wondering how you got here and how do I get out. P.S. Regarding realignment, there's one huge flaw in this plan. You got to have losers in the conference. There's an equal number of wins and losses in any conference season. So without some weak teams absorbing the bulk of those L's, they get spread around. And what happens then? Mediocrity. See the current ACC. When Duke, Wake, and UVA don't suck, everyone else except Clemson picks up the couple extra L's. The greatness of the SEC is that you have a perennial L dump bucket in Vandy, but the next L depository cycles between Kentucky, Mississippi State, Ole Miss, South Carolina, and Missouri. All those schools have had some hope, but a couple each season will just flat out suck. Usually a fallen blue blood, see Tennessee, is splashing around in that L pool as well. And even my alma mater, the mighty Crimson Tide, has taken a turn or two. It's not the NFL and college. Parody sends five stars elsewhere. You need winners? Sure. You need losers, too. Keep up the good work. Matt Lowry, Jackson, Mississippi. It's a great point. This one from Marcus Evans. Jay is my favorite. The critics can pound sand. Keep up the great work. One percenter, loyal listener since 2002. P.S. off topic is Stan Gans still with us. No, sadly, Stan passed away 
I want to say about four years ago. I miss him dearly. He was a joy. P.S. Can you bring back the 80s rejoin or the 90s rejoin Marcus Evans? Yeah, I could bring back both. In fact, I probably should bring back both. All right. Look at the time. What a podcast. How come I gave this one away for free? I charged you for yesterday's. I don't know. Maybe I'll just make them all pay podcast. I wouldn't do that. I tell you, people, I wrestle with which one to make subscriber every week. When I don't have Scott and Solly, I'm going back home. I will get Scott and Solly this coming week. They will be your subscriber podcast, as promised. And I think it will be a great show. But hang in there for that. Have yourself a great weekend, everybody. And we will see you next time. And if it ain't broke, then don't try to fix it. And think of the summers of the past. Adjust the bass and let the alpine blast. Pop in my CD and let me run around and put your car on cruise and lay back because it's summertime. Watching any sport is a hell of a lot more exciting when you got a little something-something riding on the game. But what happens when the season is over? At my bookie, there is no off-season. NFL, NBA, Major League Baseball, NHL, boxing, heck, table tennis, MMA, and more. If they got it, you can bet it. If the games are being played, the line is on the board at my bookie. Just remember, where you bet, though, is every bit as important, if not more so than what you're betting on. That's why I tell all my friends to go to mybookie.ag. Oh, but my state just approved it. There's a big whatever, or these guys are in the market. Nah, Johnny come latelys. You want to trust them? Trust the bookie I've been working with for years, my bookie. My bookie has been ahead of the game for years now. And why does it matter? Oh, I don't know. Maybe a million reasons. Better lines, better payouts, less rules. You name it. Plus, you get a bonus with me at mybookie.ag. Use promo code Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo, Echo. That's promo code ZABE and get your deposit matched halfway up to $1,000. That's a free cash bonus for making your deposit. Use promo code ZABE to claim the offer. You bet, you win, and most importantly, you get paid with mybookie.ag.